On the season finale of You Should Be Watching, we're joined by special guest Jovenshire. We talk about Palm Springs on Hulu, and then we dig into the most and least rewatchable DC movies and shows. That's all this week on You Should Be Watching. And welcome to episode 20 of You Should Be Watching. My name is Chastity Vicencio, and we've got a special guest here today. We've got Jovenshire. Hey, Jovenshire. How you doing? Very glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being here. And we've got Ryan Peterson in the house. Hey, Ryan. How's it going? It's going well. How are you guys doing today? Good, good, good. Ready to talk about some DC stuff later on. Yeah. But first, we're going to ask the question that we always ask our guests, which is... It's a tough one, so take your time. What are three shows or movies that explain your personality? We're going to start with the tough one. Uh, so I, I went uh, all TV shows on this one, uh, and I kind of went in in like the sections of my life. Uh, so I think the first thing that really started to create who I was was a, was a little show that I watched on Fridays called Boy Meets World. Yes. Uh, nice. Nice. As an adult, not as good as it used to. Uh, right? Are you rewatch? Have you been rewatching it on Disney Plus? I I tried when it was on Hulu actually last year, and I realized that Corey is a horrible, selfish character. That's exactly and nobody what I should look too. up to him. Chastity literally just said this last week. Yeah, I thought the right? same thing <laughs> when I dropped on Disney Plus. I was just like, Corey is so selfish, and he feels yes. like it's like the world revolves around him. I get it, whatever. Um, but it's it doesn't like think about other people, man. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, no, it, it's supposed to be the show that like don't get me wrong. There's from a writer standpoint, there's things that that show that did so well that still stays uh, stand true today uh, but one of those things was was not having a good role model for for kids to look up to uh, so that was uh, it, it was a good show just at now you're like uh-uh, uh-uh, don't follow him yeah now follow Feeny Feeny has uh, all the yes. ways of life that you need to learn from yes and then uh, <laughs> as as we moved on uh, in in my particular life when I was really trying to like find my way and find my profession and perfect what I was doing uh, scrubs. Scrubs nice. like is such a great show that still stands up. Uh, one of Brendan Fraser's greatest performances. Uh, <laughs> man, if, if there's there's like two episodes of TV that'll bring a tear to your eye, and and he's in one of them. So Scrubs was a. Oh yeah, it was great. I think that was all still in season one. I think, I think, I think, I think. Uh, but definitely worth a rewatch. I don't know if it's on anything right now though. Because that's an ABC property. It's not on Disney Plus, so I don't, I don't know where people can rewatch that one. Uh, and then finally, I, I don't think this show ever got enough love, but Psych. That's USA, a great show. It is USA and TNT. I think were always overlooked when it came to some of their shows, mm-hmm. uh, and they had some great stuff. Psych was up there. Uh, I liked Burn Notice. I liked uh, like Monk was another good one that was like winning a bunch of awards. Uh, and, and Psych is one of those things where it's like, I find myself in a career that I maybe don't know how I got here, but I'm going to BS my way through it and try to find some kind of success. <laughs> Relatable. Uh, and, and, and that's me and Psych. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I feel like Psych is one of the most underrated like comedies of that time. Um, yeah, I, I feel like Monk got all those awards and recognition. But yeah, Psych is, was just super underrated. Psych was on top of it. Which yeah. uh, this week or next week, I believe, is the launch of Peacock, and I think, I think Psych's going to be streaming on there. Oh, nice! So for anyone that hasn't had the chance to watch it, oh my God, watch it! Yes, Did, was Psych the one that had a really good Twin Peaks episode? I feel like they 
Yes. Was, that was the show that did it, right? Yes. yes. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That was a fantastic episode. It's it's even kind of a standalone if you've never seen Psych, but you love Twin Peaks. Just check that episode out. It's a really good callback with a lot of references. Psych had a lot of fun where it would just, like, have themed episodes out of nowhere for and just kind of, like, really hit these deep dives and, and deep cuts. And I don't know. It was just you could tell that the writing team was having a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. All right. So now that we've got a taste of your personality based on those shows, Tell us who you are and what you do. Uh, so I'm Jovenshire. I've uh, been known as Jovenshire for the better part of a decade now. Uh, got into the digital space in 2008. Uh, Joshua Ovenshire is how I came in and then morphed into Jovenshire as I launched Smosh Games. Did that for seven years before I decided to kind of break out and kind of work on my own brand. And uh, since 2018, I've just kind of uh, been working on my own projects. I'm geared more towards like uh, directing and working on the creative side of stuff. I sold a cartoon to Arcade Cloud, the YouTube channel there, called Worst Ways to Die. That was a lot of fun. Uh, we got a few episodes online for that. I uh, had the chance to, to work with Marvel and Fox Next, creating a update show for one of their mobile games. So that was that was pretty neat. And it's kind of it's kind of where I'm at right now. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Marvel's pretty great. That I've I've always wanted to like get involved with Marvel stuff. So that how's that been? Well, it was it was a fun year, and I feel like I no one was paying attention to what I was doing, <laughs> and it was weird because like it just in That's good internal and bad. emails, yeah, like in uh, just in internal emails, I was like I like named the show like a working title, and then we just started calling it that. I was like, wait. Do we not need to run anything by Disney? Does does Marvel need to see any of this? No, we're just going. Oh, I'm filming now. Okay, cool. Uh, uh, just do it. Apologize later. It's fine. Well, yeah, and that that was the case. So no one's you know, watching. No one yelled. Yeah, yeah no but, one's yelling. Uh, it was, it was a fun little mini series. That's awesome. That's great. Cool. All right. So the next part of our show is what's on your TV. As we usually start the show. So Ryan, what have you been watching? So the last month is I've been spent going back into Hannibal because mm-hmm. of you know all the recommendations in the office. But you know it's 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 a dark show as we've talked about the last few weeks, and I needed something to break it up. Um, I also you know had beaten The Last of Us Part Two, and it was just it was like a really heavy few weeks for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched I watched Palm Springs, which yeah, I found too. delightful. I found it delightful. It was awesome. I love a good. I love a good like time loop movie um, or a story. Um, Russian Doll. Uh, right. I'm a sucker for those. I, I Russian Doll was great. Uh, I've just learned that Palm Springs is like a, a loop thing. So is it a movie or is it a show? It's a movie. It's a movie. Yeah. It's, it's a, a movie. movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess um, I know what I'm watching tonight. Yes. Yeah. It's it's. I was I was surprised. I was really shocked how much I enjoyed it. Um, you know. Some of the similar tropes we've seen in these loop movies, but it had a whole different spin to it. A, a very, very nice story, um, incredible acting. It was funny as hell. Um, highly recommended. Okay. Yeah. In 2020, where time doesn't make any sense, a time loop movie seems pretty perfect. <laughs> it, it, it felt very fitting. It felt very fitting for the time that we're in right now. Yeah, it feels like we are living the same hellish day over and over and over again. So Palm yeah. Springs is, was very, uh, yeah, very well-timed, I would say. But yeah, great performances um, from Andy Samberg and Christina Milioti. Uh, I, I remember her first seeing her on like uh, How I Met Your Mother 
And I was like, man, her character really, they did her dirty. And so I wanted to see her in more things. So like she was great in Black Mirror as well. In Fargo, Fargo as well. Oh, was she in Fargo? Yeah, she was in Fargo as well. She's she, the, the chemistry of those two on screen in, in Palm Springs is is awesome. They're so good together. Yeah. Who was she in uh, How I Met Your Mother? The mother. Oh, she was? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. only seen like the one promotional uh, like art for it. So. Yeah. I mean, that that show doesn't really hold up. I think uh, I feel like it was really. No, it was, man, I could do a whole hour deep dive on, <laughs> on that show. <laughs> like I feel if, like it was if, very funny in the moment at that time, and I don't think I could rewatch it. Like I don't think I'd want to. Yeah, following it was good. A rewatch was rough. It was one of those things, kind of like Boy Meets World, where you, when you yeah. rewatch it, you you see some of these characters, and you're like, oh, you're not a good character. You're not a like, good person. Um, <laughs> oh, what was it? Uh, Lily. Lily's like in that show, like not not. I don't know. She's she's weird. Yeah. Uh, not a good character. I felt the same way. But, uh, but yeah, I really liked Palm Springs. Um, I would definitely recommend it. It's on Hulu. And also, shout out to The Lonely Island. Hell I, yeah. I'm glad that they had new stuff. Hey, so, Jovenshire, what have you been watching? Uh, well, uh, a show, like, I need to put it in there because I need to talk about it because it's one of my favorite shows in the last few years. And I'm currently not watching it because I just finished it. Uh, and it's done now and it's officially coming back for season two. But Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Oh. I've seen ads for this all over the place and I've not seen the show. Same here. It's uh I'm I'm a sucker for for musicals uh and the way that they do it is it's different, it's fun, it's it gets very meta. I love meta writing and they take uh tropes from TV shows and they go in a very different direction with it. So you, you may have seen the ads like she can hear people's feelings because other people will break out into song and dance, right? Um and so they do like the whole uh, best friends in love with the girl trope, but it's on its side because at the end of the first episode, he's singing to her uh, how he feels, but he obviously is like, you know, just cool in the workplace. He's keeping it professional, just a good friend, but she knows how he feels. So it's, it's not like the weird trope. He's not weird around her like you'd see in other shows like that. Uh, and then they also just play with the writing of it because they really try to break down how her quote-unquote powers work. Uh, and and she doesn't sing except for one episode where, like, everything now turns on her and she's the one singing and everyone can actually hear her singing. So without giving anything away, it's just so well done. And that one episode alone, like, she deserves an Emmy for. Oh, wow. It's such a good show. It's so well written. Where is this streaming It's on? fun. Uh, this is Hulu. Oh, nice. Okay. I, yeah, I think it's an NBC show. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, the first season's on on Hulu now. All right, you've sold me on it because I like it, musicals. No, like, I, I like meta humor. Uh, yeah, I'm down for this. I I can't stress it enough. Like, uh, there's you know we've all had those conversations where we're like, oh yeah, that sounds really cool. I'll yeah. watch it. No, seriously, watch it starting tonight. I will watch Palm Springs. <laughs> nice. You start watching. Uh, I promise. Uh, Zoe's, Zoe's and we'll 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 tweet each other. Perfect. Sounds good. We'll do for sure. So on to the next segment, which is You Should Be Watching. And this week, we're talking about the most and the least rewatchable DC movies and shows. There's a lot to dig up here uh, from the past, and this also includes animated. So there's a vast uh, amount of things that we can choose from. But I was thinking back on it, and in terms of rewatchability, I feel like that shortens the list. So we're not going yes. through <laughs> we're not going through the best. We're going mm-hmm. through the most rewatchable. We're going through what can you revisit? Because I feel like a lot of the times I'll see some of these, especially the more modern DC movies, and be like, "All right, I'm good," and I don't feel the need to rewatch them again. Um, but let's go through it. Let's uh, Ryan start with you. Uh, what are some of your movies that you feel are the most rewatchable? 
All right, movies. Um, I have a soft spot for the Nolan Batman mm-hmm. flicks. I know it's kind of cliche. Uh, I just feel like, especially The Dark Knight, just alone on Heath Ledger's performance. So, so good. good. Yeah, if it's on TV or if it's on, if I, if I fire up YouTube TV and it's like, and it's playing, like I have to sit there and watch a few scenes just to, you know, just to remember back how good it was. Um, and just the the opening of that movie, I remember seeing in the theater, it just stuck with Iconic. me. So it's, it felt mm-hmm. like heat, but like in the comic book realm, you know, it was like a really <laughs> cool open to the, to the, uh, to the movie. Going back some years, Batman Returns out of the original Batmans. I feel like it was the most fun. Like it went a little crazy yeah. and you have amazing performances um, Danny DeVito. Michelle Pfeiffer. Very fun. Very dark, though. So very, dark. very dark. Super very dark. dark. Super dark. Yeah. And like darker. A thriller. Yeah. When you rewatch it, you don't remember how dark it is. And you're like, oh, oh, yeah. I yeah. watched this as a it, kid. You're like, I don't know if I really got this as a kid. No. Oh, you, no, you did it. Oh, you did it. Because if you thought Burden took Batman in a dark direction in 89, when he went to Returns, like, the color palette might have been lighter because it took place in, like, the winter and it's snowing and everything. But, like, there's sex jokes between Penguin and Catwoman. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's gross. Yeah, Yeah, it gets much. a little wild there. It gets a little wild. Uh, and then I think I want to give a shout out to the original Superman. I remember just the mm-hmm. night, the 78, the, the Superman the movie. And um, I just think when I was growing up, I mean, Superman movies have never really hit that apex in terms of um, how much fun and campy they were mm-hmm. and um, just like the origin story of Superman in that one. Nothing's ever come quite close to it. And uh, it sucks because Superman's <laughs> yeah. Superman's great, you know? Yeah. And that movie definitely hit like the brand of Superman. Yes. Like mm-hmm. it, It's not like a dark and gritty hero. He's like, you know, this beacon of light exactly. that people can follow. And they sh- they reflect that in that movie. Yeah. He's hope. He's light. He's, yeah, It's it should be a lighter Superman it shouldn't be dark and brooding. Um, but yeah, I completely agree. And Christopher Reeve is Superman, right? Like he's just always going to be. Hell yeah. Any others on your list? Um, I want to give a shout out. I don't know if I'd, I don't know if this is rewatchable, but like Aquaman, I had a good time watching. Uh, yeah, it was fun. I'd have to be in the mood to watch it again, but like in the theater, it was a good time in the theater. It was like fun. It had some, it had its moments. I think it also just kind of came uh, at, at this place where like the bar was so low. <laughs> yes. That, you know, <laughs> It wasn't bad. So no. I was like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> That's pretty much the consensus, I think. You know, it gets a little bit weird and wild there, but like it was just a ton of fun. And, and uh... It's a giant Cretacean war underwater <laughs> and I couldn't be more excited about giant lobsters attacking people with lasers. Oh, yeah. But you can't help but smile when you're like watching Jason Momoa. I mean, yes. you really he's like a like lovable guy, you know? Mm-hmm. If that movie would have came out before BVS, uh, not BVS, uh, Justice League, mm-hmm. like I think Justice League would have been infinitely better just because of that character development beforehand. Because yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it felt too random and it it felt like this isn't Aquaman. This is Jason Momoa. Right. But then you see Aquaman, and you're like, oh no, okay, Jason yep. Momoa's Aquaman. Got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah he yeah, made yeah. it his own. Totally. But I agree. I, I feel like Aquaman should have come out first, but they were really rushing Justice League, so that's kind of what they get for <laughs> doing that. Uh, all right, uh, let's get to your most rewatchable movies, Joe Venture. Uh, so. Kind of sticking with the theme, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go animated because if yeah. we're on rewatchability, you need like don't don't get me wrong. There's some amazing DC movies. You're right. Dark Knight is probably not just the best DC movie, but maybe one of the best superhero movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if it's just about the Joker, and that's okay. That's fine. Uh, but in the animated realm, Lego Batman. Yes, the Lego Batman movie. Yes, was it's so good. So good. It and it's one of those things where. I don't know. It it did what Shrek did really well. Like, there was so many jokes for kids. It was fun for kids. But 
the adults were having a great time in there. More importantly, the fanboys were having a great time in there. Mm -hmm. The fact Mm -hmm. that Billy D. Williams came (laughs) back to be uh, Two-Face one more time, literally for one line, (laughs) just so that we can have, like... The, the fanboys go like it happened he's now Two-Face <laughs> uh, and the same thing with Nick Cage as Superman like yes. it just finally it went the extra <laughs> mile to be good for everybody and it's so hard for any movie to do that in 90 minutes or, or two hours to be like alright we're gonna make the fanboys happy we're gonna make like kids love the movie and it's gonna be fun for everyone to watch Completely so difficult agree. to do and, and it did like Condiment King was in this movie <laughs> Like what? <laughs> that's that's a thing. Uh, um, uh, I, and actually, uh, fun little fact: one of the the last songs of the movie about like uh, friendship is family or family is whatever. Uh, that song played at, at the uh, at at the end of my wedding. Actually, oh really? Uh, it's the reason why I can't remember the name of the song. <laughs> the end of the wedding. Yep, and it happens because <laughs> it was at the end. <laughs> yeah, you know the one. You know the one. <laughs> um, I don't remember so, the name either. Like and of course, like everyone loves, uh, not well. I almost said uh, Will Arnett now. Like Will Arnett is Batman, like such a go-to. Mm-hmm. He wound up hosting the the Lego TV show because of it. The the reality show there. Uh, next one that I think is just so much fun to rewatch because you notice little things each time. Teen Titans go to the movies. I miss this now, one. Now I am a huge fan of Teen Titans Go. Because I kind of missed the original Teen Titans show on Cartoon Network. And because of that show, that's kind of why Teen Titans Go didn't really get a lot of love. Because people loved that narrative, the, the darker tones, they were following it. It was in this different time of cartoons, especially on Cartoon Network, um, where people liked that brand. And then all of a sudden, we're in this thing where, you know, TV shows and major brands have to reset every two years so that you can get more merchandise out. Mm-hmm. And Teen Titans Go happened. And it was just the complete polar opposite of what people loved about Teen Titans. We're like, well, what is this? But then I come in and I'm watching a few episodes now and it reminded me exactly about what I loved show- about cartoons in the 90s in like with Nicktoons. Where it was like random adventures on like me going to get ice cream is now an episode because of the randomness that will ensue in it. Uh, now you take all of that and you put it in a narrative for Teen Titans Go to the Movies and it knew what it had done wrong. And so it's like, all right, let's fix some of the stuff. We're going to make this Teen Titans Go movie, but we know that it's not really for kids, so we're going to go the extra mile for fans again. And, like, there's the montage where they wind up going back in time to stop all the superheroes from becoming superheroes so that the Teen Titans can actually get their own movies. And we see these kind of (laughs) dark moments where they're sitting on a pier drinking a six-pack of soda, and they throw the, the plastic rings into the ocean, and baby Aquaman drowns oh in it God. and then they show a comic book of aquaman and aquaman disappears oh no yes they uh they bully wonder woman uh by stealing her lasso of truth and like making fun of her while they jump rope with it and all of a sudden like she's no longer down the path to be a hero it like i don't know it gets weird uh as they go into this this uh blast to the past kind of montage they're playing the back to the Fu- future theme song <laughs> so it's just I don't know. You notice these little things each time you watch it. You're like, oh, that's great. Um, And then finally, for movies, I think the best uh, Warner Brothers animated DC feature 
is Under the Red Hood. Uh, strictly for the fact that we all love the Batman animated series. It was so good. And Under the Red Hood felt like it actually grew up with us. It kind of looked like it took place in that world. John DiMaggio winds up taking on the role of the Joker. And he slays as the Joker. People love Hamill. Hamill's good. Don't get me wrong. DiMaggio as the Joker is scary. And it's, it, it's so much fun. And, and, of course, we see, uh, like, Red Hood get introduced in, into the story. Neil Patrick Harris plays Nightwing. And I need a spinoff oh with God. NPH <laughs> oh my God. as Nightwing That'd be great. so bad. I didn't even know that because I, I haven't seen it yet. But, oh, my God, now, now, that you, now that you say it, now I want it. I just want like that. The like, things, the things that I'm talking about today, <laughs> if you haven't seen that. any of them, there's just... They're all so good. I've got impeccable taste, people. Yes. Listen to me. No, you, I you know you. what you're talking Sold. about, and I trust you. <laughs> um, yeah, I want to echo you and say Lego Batman, and just like, it was so much fun, and also I loved that they had all of these references to other Warner properties as well, uh, and it's just like a very fun uh, movie to pick references from, and so it, that lends to its rewatchability, um, but you kind of nailed it on the head for why it's so good, and yeah, Will, Ar- Will Arnett is just so funny and so great in that role. Um, I want to go back to the Nolan films uh, because I, I feel like, you know what, it, it's not it's, it's not a cop-out or anything. It's like these are well-regarded films for a reason, right? So like everyone loves the Nolan films and it just kind of crossed over from superheroes to mainstream in such a way that everyone respected them as good films, like not just superhero, but everyone. How, how do you guys feel? You, you both mentioned the Nolan films, mm-hmm. but how do you guys feel about the third one? Yeah, I feel like. I can watch them all together, but I would I don't need to rewatch the third one. I wouldn't include um, the third one on my list of rewatchable films. Um, the one I have mm-hmm. on my list is Batman Begins. Um, but also, you know, Dark Knight I, I agree with. But for me, Batman Begins is the one I rewatched the most. I feel like just mm-hmm. probably because it's the first one, it's the origin story, and I just really like how that started. Um, but yeah, I I, th- I think that like the third one's not as rewatchable. It's the least rewatchable for sure. And I just I didn't Definitely. feel like it was as strong as the other two. Um, but still, a bad Nolan movie is still pretty good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, one hundred percent. Exactly. One hundred percent. And to rewatch it, to rewatch it for Tom Hardy's <laughs> accent he's doing underneath that mask is pretty funny. To be honest. <laughs> yeah. I just, I really loved Batman Begins. I just liked watching Liam Neeson and Killian Murphy, and uh, it was so it was great. well casted. Oh, so well cast. Gary Oldman was just a, a stroke of genius. Mm-hmm. Well, Gary Oldman in anything is a stroke of genius. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I think yes. it's always funny that like people like to say, oh, Dark Knight's the best Batman movie. I'm like, hold on. Dark Knight's best superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Batman Begins is best Batman movie. Dark Knight I definitely a Joker it. movie, yes. and that's not a bad exactly. thing. Mm-hmm. But Batman Begins like really shows you that that year one Batman that that's good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He uses a stapler to pretend like it's a gun to scare <laughs> Gordon. Great. <laughs> it's good stuff um and wasn't there like a cameo from the the kid who played joffrey wasn't he in batman yes. begins <laughs> yeah. yes yes i, I think that. uh yeah it was one of his first roles yeah uh i just remembered that randomly um and then this is kind of new so i feel like i might be biased just because it was the one i watched most recently but birds of prey uh, I added to my list because I just really liked how flashy and fun and how it's just kind of like John Wick with a like confetti filter on it. And that, <laughs> yeah. that's what I really appreciate about this film. And like Har- Harley Quinn is just so fun to watch. And it's more of a movie about her than it is about the team. So I kind of wish there was more development of, of the team itself because it's more they mm. should have just called it Harley Quinn at that point. But I, I, I want to see more. I want more development for those characters because when they did get to team up, it was great. But um, yeah, it was kind of just a showcase for Harley Quinn. And it's another example of had we had we watched that before 
Suicide Squad. Yeah. I mean, Suicide Squad still still would have sucked, but like you know, <laughs> Harley Qu- Harley Quinn. It was like such a great introduction. I mean, we had already we already been introduced, but that that's such a great movie compared to what we saw in Suicide Squad. Yeah, like had she been like I don't know, uh, like caught, went to jail, and that's where we see her. Then mm-hmm. at the to- at the top of Suicide Squad would have made a lot more sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's great. But she really did fall into her Harley there in oh, the, yeah. in that movie. I thought, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And that breakfast sandwich. Oh my god. <laughs> It looked delicious. <laughs> it looks delicious. I've been trying to recreate right, it ever uh, since. So greasy, so wonderful. I want it. Um, I also put Shazam on here. I, I feel like that's fairly rewatchable, but I just, I really enjoyed that film a lot. Um, but That was fun. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, but I also, this is, I think this counts, DC Vertigo counts. Uh, v for mm-hmm. Vendetta is on my list mm-hmm. as well. I watched that movie a lot, and I feel like it's super relevant now. I just watched it recently. Do you feel like it's super timely? Does it still stand up? Yeah, I think it's still really good. Yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. very timely for what's, you know, going on in the world. Um, incredible performances. I, I enjoyed it. I, I hadn't seen it probably in like five, six years. Mm-hmm. I think it holds up. Mm-hmm. I've rewatched it a couple times since it came out. Uh, I remember thinking it was incredible when I when it first came out, and then rewatching it in years after. Um, I still think it holds up very well. Extremely good performances, especially from Natalie Portman. But yeah, uh, good stuff. All right, now let's switch gears to the least rewatchable movies. Uh, Ryan, what's on your list? Uh, I just mentioned it briefly. Uh, Suicide Squad, I think, was yeah. um, just, I mean, it, it, it was kind of like a music video. I didn't even exactly. feel like it was a coherent story. It was a, a bunch of, uh, you know, I, I, I don't even know what to call it. It was like, what the hell am I watching pretty much the whole time? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And I, you know what, I'm not that mad at Jared Leto as a Joker. If, but like there was, it was just like it would, it was so random. Like I feel like there actually would be a good movie with him around it. But I love that you said that. Yeah, I, I actually, I mean, I there's there's space for a bunch of different takes on Joker. Obviously, we've seen we've seen it in mm-hmm. film, you know. But um, just that movie was so scattered and all over the place. I I was like eye rolling the whole time. Just a complete waste of time. Yeah. Jovan, what are your thoughts on Suicide Squad? Uh, well, Suicide Squad had some major mistakes that were made. First of all, it was edited by a trailer house. Yeah. yeah. So it it automatically gives it a different feel. Like, um, editing is an art form. It's it's intricate. It's tedious. You you wouldn't have someone that, that paints uh, landscapes do a portrait because it's going to it's gonna look different. It's going to have a different vibe to it. And... It, it that wasn't good. The character development, like if you were to describe the characters on like what actually made those characters those characters instead of like what does this character do? Like there's a big difference there, and so they didn't really give us too much on that. Like who is Harley Quinn? We don't know. Um, I do like Will Smith's take on on Deadshot, but they're just there was some bad writing. It's like what are we? Some kind of Suicide Squad? Okay, cool. You said the thing. <laughs> Extra points for that. <laughs> yeah, and and to like my hot take, and I'm so glad that you said it is I actually like Jared Leto's Joker because with there's the one scene that's a flashback in the in the club 
where Harley's dancing uh, and then comes over to the other gangster guy. And in that moment, I'm so scared of that Joker because you don't know what direction he's going to go. Mm-hmm. You don't know if he's just going to crack a smile afterwards and laugh. You don't know if he's about to kill this guy. And that is terrifying. But they did him so wrong in the movie by not focusing it around him. If this was if he was the the actual main antagonist in this movie, I think that we would have seen him in another light and it would have been fantastic. Because yes, him lying around in a pile of knives is weird and random Mm -hmm. unless you really layer this character and then you show that he's eccentric and that he's got so much time on his hands and that's what makes him dangerous like why is he doing this what is he feeling what are his motivations and i think that if you answer those questions that joker becomes a very scary character and different than everything that we've seen without him uh or before this so yeah i i I agree wanted more of him and less of everything else yeah Mm -hmm. no i completely agree yeah like for the way that they were marketing this and hyping him up and talking about like what he was doing and like method acting and like to come and see the movie itself and how he was barely in it was just very strange and I feel like they definitely should have done more with the Joker in that. Yeah. All right, Ryan, what else is on your list? I feel like we have one that is very similar. <laughs> Are you talking about Green Lantern? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. What a terrible it's movie. It's <laughs> nearly unwatchable. It's like <laughs> it's- I think I turned. I think I just turned turned it off the last time I had. I when I had not the only time I had turned it on. <laughs> I just turned it off immediately. <laughs> it was like one of those things. that was so cartoony CGI. It just it just it's it just doesn't hit at all. I, I don't know if you guys talked about this on a previous episode, but did you see that when HBO Max released, that was the number one streamed DC property. Wow. wow. That's crazy. I think people needed to see it to believe it. Yeah, because everyone wanted to rewatch to see if it was that bad. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, yep, it is. I want to see the returns on, like, who completed that film. (laughs) (laughs) How many starts versus, like, how many actually completed viewings. Yeah, like, what's the retention rate on that? Yeah, exactly. You make it to the Hot Wheels scene where he's, like, taking a car (laughs) through loop-de-loops, and then you're like, okay, next. I mean, you know it's bad when Ryan Reynolds is in on the joke about how bad it is in his future movies. You know, you know how poor, like, he knows. That's probably the best part about it is that he's using it as an inside joke now and making references to it left and right. So at least we got that out of it, I guess. Um, And you have Justice League on your list too, Ryan? I do, but then when you put Mm -hmm. Justice League next to these other two, like, Justice League isn't that horrible (laughs) compared to the other two. our, our buddy Mike Rougeau, actually a, a strong proponent of Justice League is good. I make fun of him all the time. Really? It's Yeah. He, uh, I guess I can't say anything. I think uh, Jared Leto's Joker is great. So, uh, hey, that's. To each their own. To each their own. That's a good own. opinion, though. Yeah. Uh, Justice League. I mean, there were. Uh, it, it was just rushed out. It was it rushed. It was just rushed out. Yeah. And obviously it was it was a different, um, you know, vision from what Zack Snyder had. I don't know if that means a good or bad thing. I mean, we're going to find out soon once we get to there see the, uh, the Snyder Cut miniseries. Yeah. How do you feel about the Snyder Cut, Joven? Ah, uh, man. If if this if the downfall of Justice League was that it was rushed, uh, then I think that if they wind up turning this into like, what is it, the four-part, five-part series mm-hmm. that they want to do with the Snyder Cut, I think then we're going to have like a Hobbit problem where it's like, all right, you're stretching this thing out longer than it needs to be. Good point. And if it's all just based on footage that's already been used, then, and like alt takes, yeah, they're going to put in some extra stuff there, like Dark Side showing up. So like there's there's more, but is there like five episodes worth of more? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Did, well, they said, what, 30 million, like around 30 million dollars they're gonna add to it 
Let's see if let's see if that let's see if that makes a difference. In additional mm-hmm. production costs, <laughs> That's yeah. A lot. And, and they said they might call on cast to do some stuff. They they're definitely gonna put a lot of money into um, the visual effects for it because yeah. everything was very early on. So we'll see what we get. Uh, that's a big old question mark. Yeah, we might get some uh, Superman black suit, which was which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. that those were some retakes and rewrites completely there. So maybe that adds a little bit more understanding on why Superman comes back to life and he's killing. He's trying to fight Batman, which that, he was friends with. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I have the funniest story, actually. When we Chastity, you remember when we saw that in the theater at the screening? Or it was the, or the first night? Mm-hmm. And then the, I think you were with me. Uh, and then the audio cuts out. This is in San Francisco. The audio oh, yep, cuts I was there. out <laughs> in the middle of the Dolby Theater. And honestly, it was it was right when Superman, sorry, spoilers, guys, but uh, when Superman, <laughs> you know, wakes up and fights fights the Justice League. And, and seriously, it was like high comedy. It was almost like it made the movie better. It was like complete silence. There was no audio. We're like, what's There was happening? no audio for a good like three minutes. We were like, wow, it's actually gotten better. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't even know if it's like a problem with the theater. It's like, oh, this was a choice. Yes, yeah. this might be yeah. a choice. A choice, actually. <laughs> exactly. And I was just so distracted staring at a Superman's upper lip and just trying to see if exactly. it would look funny because of all the CG uh, work that was done to it. As a very blind man, uh, I, everything looks great when it's in CG to me. It just looks real, so uh, I, I could not be bothered by the, the lip. All right. Is there anything else on your least rewatchable list, uh, Joven? Uh, you know, as much as I love it for nostalgia reasons and tone and the way it's shot and I love the director, gotta put Batman 89 on this list. Mm. Like, it does not really stand the test of time when it comes to what we love about superhero movies from, you know, changing a character's origin story to killing off a main villain to the fact that this video is, uh, I'm sorry, this movie's about a little over an hour and a half and it, it has, I think, five different Prince songs throughout the movie. It does. It, it is does. an extended Prince music video. Don't get me wrong. I love Prince and I love Batman. I don't know if I'd put those things together. Uh, Jack Nicholson as the Joker is phenomenal, of course. Uh, I love Michael Keaton as Batman. To have him coming back for Flashpoint, I think, is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. uh, but there's just elements about Batman 89 that, as much as I enjoy the movie, also work against the movie. Mm. Yeah. That's completely so I'm like, fair. I'll watch it once every few years as a, oh, okay, yeah, that's right. That's what this was. Cool. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, if you want the starting point, I guess, uh, for that era of films, and obviously it's it's better than some of the ones that came after, especially Batman and Robin, but <laughs> in terms of rewatchability, yeah, I, I, I would agree with you there. I definitely don't come yeah. back to it ever. Um, yeah, it's, it's strictly from a rewatchability standpoint. Yes. No. Completely agree. Um, on my list, Green Lantern, I, as I said, uh, Suicide Squad, as we already discussed, and I just want to put Catwoman there as well. Uh, what was what was <laughs> I'm that? I'm sorry, what? What was that? Uh, what? <laughs> uh, what? I, a Catwoman movie? I don't. That never yeah, happened. Um, I think you're mistaken. Oh yeah, I think I dreamt it, but it, in my dream, like there was a basketball scene, and it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's on the list of things that didn't happen either. <laughs> And Benjamin Bratt was there, and so was Sharon Stone. It was just really weird. Um, yeah, what a weird fever dream for me to have. But if that did happen, yeah, it's just, it's unwatchable. Not only is it the least rewatchable, it's just an unwatchable film. And I just. With some of these horrible films, I just go on YouTube and look at the movie clips, you know, like the movie <laughs> yeah. clips account, and just like type in the name of the film and just like, oh, I got it. I don't need to see this. <laughs> it's like, that's enough. Yeah, that's enough. That was that's it. why. Don't need any more. That was it. 
Yep, that's that. All right, we're going to switch gears and move to shows now. So let's talk about the most rewatchable DC shows. All right, uh, Ryan, what's on your list? Yeah, I have a confession. I haven't really watched a ton of DC, um, especially some of the animated shows that are that a lot of people enjoy. I'm sure a few are on your, your guys' lists. Um, but uh, I think the best DC show that I've seen is uh, one of the most recent Watchmen on HBO this 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 Oof, last year. What a show. Oh, good What pick. a show. Yeah, that was just so timely, um, incredibly well done uh, by the guys behind Lost, um, a diverse uh, writers group and uh, you know tackled a lot of stuff that is super important right now. And mm-hmm. uh, I didn't really enjoy, I mean, I, I, I watched the movie, um, you know, back when it came out, it was all right, it was okay. Um, but I felt this was just such a fresh take on that graphic novel and um, mm-hmm. one of the mm-hmm. best things that I've watched last year. If not, yeah, one of the best show of last year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It took me a little bit to kind of like get into it because some like I don't like the the writing trope of like on purpose confusing your uh your audience for you know clickbait YouTube videos the next day <laughs> or cliffhangers just to kind of get you to the next episode mm. but after like episode three I was like okay you're doing it better now yeah. I like how this is working the characters are great Jeremy Irons in anything I'll watch thank you mm. yep uh, and then it just ended on such a great, like, it was just good. Yeah. No, I agree. It it took me two watches to get through the first episode. Um, maybe it was just I, I wasn't quite in the mood for it. It was a little too heavy. Mm-hmm. But uh, after the third episode, that's where I was like, all right, I'm in. Um, and I think it was just from watching Laurie. And um, Gene Smart's take on Laurie was just incredible. Um, but yeah. yeah, I loved Watchmen. Fantastic pick. I hope I know they've been trying to it did so well and they wanted to like, you know, get another season out of out of them. But I, I it's one of those things where I think less is less is more and it's like don't less even try more. to risk it. You know, it's like you did such a great job. Don't let's not even mess it up. I mean, yep. especially after like uh what happened to Game of Thrones and it was such a high and then all of a sudden now that you say Game of Thrones, everyone like winces. Uh it's just like <laughs> <laughs> don't don't screw it up. Just like, you know, one season we're good. Another show that I I enjoyed, especially the earlier seasons, was Preacher. Yes. Um, it 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 the the first season was really fun. It was kind of like a prequel to anything that happened in the comics, but it had a lot of comic references. Um, great cast, uh, really fun, over the top, wacky. Uh, that was Seth Rogen's show, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Seth Rogen's show. Yeah, um, took him ten years to pitch that show. Ten years to finally get their idea up. Yeah, totally. And it's such a, a hard comic to bring to any screen. But I think they did a great job, especially the earlier seasons, like I said, and they wrapped it up. It stumbled a little bit. It maybe was one season too long, but um, it, the final episode, it left a good taste in my mouth. It was a fun, it was a fun, it was a good send off. So I wanted to shout that show out as well. Yeah, great picks. Joven, what do you got? Uh off the uh, off the bat, hey, hey, uh, I need to say Batman animated series yes. because it is rewatchable. Like that yeah. show still stands up. Each episode is fantastic. That's on my list too. One hundred percent. Like it's there are a few reasons to uh, to subscribe to uh, DC Universe. That's definitely one of them. Uh, and to actually kind of follow that on DC Universe, Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol was one of the best. DC properties, I think that they had done in a long time because they just went in a different direction. They had their Guardians of the Galaxy moment where it's like, here's a bunch of characters you really don't know, and we're going to get weird with it, and we're going to have fun, and we're bringing Brendan Fraser back. So if I can work (laughs) Brendan Fraser into a conversation twice on a podcast, I've won. (laughs) No, respect for Brendan Fraser, for sure. And then, hands down, my favorite thing. Like, I like this more than I like The Dark Knight. 
Wow. Harley Quinn. Wow. Harley Quinn seasons wow. one and two is so good. Like, I don't care if you just get, like, the one month or one week or whatever it is, free trial of DC Universe. Everyone listening has to watch Harley Quinn. Uh, uh, Kaylee Kawuko does an amazing Harley Quinn. She became one of my favorites very fast. Alan Tudyk plays not only the Joker, but also uh, Clayface. Oh, hell yeah. The, the, the cast is so good. I'm forgetting his name, but the... Um, the uh, the dean from Community plays the Riddler. Oh Tell my me that's not fantastic. Oh my god, that's amazing. Uh, like when you're watching the show, just like uh, just have IMDb open and be like, oh, so good. Like uh, I don't know anything Alan Tudyk does. I'm a huge fan. Same. Of, and his Joker was so good. Um, the voice actor that did Batman for Brave and the Bold came back. I'm forgetting his name, but he was in uh, the Drew Carey show, uh, Oswald. And it's just it's a must watch. It's a different. It's a different take. It's very Venture Bros, which is a fantastic animated series, and it's very much D- uh, Venture Bros meets, you know, the DC universe. Uh, I cannot stress how good it is, and it's weird because Doom Patrol got picked up on HBO Max for season two, um, so that moved off platform. You also have the announcement of of Star Girl getting season two on the CW, but yet Harley Quinn is still stuck on the platform, and I hope. That goes somewhere. They should bring it over to HBO Max. It's it, it, it it's necessary. It's so good. Um, I, I hope with uh, if close enough on HBO Max sees any kind of success, I hope that they realize then okay, let's get some more adult animated cartoons on the on the platform, and they go with Harley Quinn. Uh, and speaking of CW, Legends of Tomorrow. Out of the Arrowverse shows, I think Legends of Tomorrow is the one where you can really tell that people were just having a good time mm-hmm. uh, filming and in the writing. And there's just not a down season. Every season is great. It's so off the rails. I love that show. It's very silly. Um, but yeah, it's. I, I feel like that's one I didn't expect to like. And it took me so long to at least like even start trying watching that show. And once I did, I was like, oh, all right. This is this is pretty good. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. What are we going to do? <laughs> We're going here? Okay, cool. Yeah, it's it's bonkers in a good way. I like that show a lot. Um, I'll just keep going with uh, Arrowverse stuff. I want to shout out arrow season one and two and flash season one and two and don't keep watching it was a good time (laughs) it was a good time wasn't it those were great years those were such good years oh my goodness it started off strong and i just i was afraid that the flash would follow the same pattern and just kind of dip and it did um but arrow season one and two so strong and then i quit midway through season three um so it's it's weird to have the same shows on both the most and least list, depending on the season. <laughs> They're totally there. So season one and two for those two shows are on my most re- rewatchable list. And I would rewatch those seasons and then just stop, just hard stop after that. But then I would say least rewatchable for season three and on. Even though I heard that Arrow got a little bit better, maybe season five or so. But I, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> there was I, I've heard rumor that the show eventually gets better near the end, where they kind of scale back on some of the stuff that they've done. But yeah, hard exactly. It's just like I don't want to really power through the bad seasons to get to the okay. This is kind of a return to form, but not really. That's not really selling it for me. Um, and then yeah, I definitely want to shout out Watchmen and Batman the Animated Series as well. Like Batman the Animated Series is just like a classic, and it really showed that the creators had such respect for the character. So I just definitely want to shout that out. And Kevin Conroy as Batman and Mark Hamill as the Joker; those are just iconic performances. So definitely, definitely, if you have not watched that, or if you were too young for it, please check it out. Um, all right, now let's go on to the least rewatchable ones. Joven, let's start with you. What's least rewatchable for you? Uh, you know, kind of 
kind of go off of what you said there, uh, I have to say Arrow once Oliver and Felicity started dating. Yeah. Uh, like, up to that, <laughs> like, it was, they did the will they, won't they, and it was good. The problem is they, they did, and then it was bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, because <sighs> communication is the key in any relationship, and when communication is your plot point for a season of a show where it's like, oh, he's not telling her the truth and lying is pointless. Why isn't he telling her the truth right now? That's the plot hole. That's <laughs> not good because it's such an easy fix. And you as a viewer, you're just sitting there and you're like, just... It's frustrating. Just tell her that you're going out to fight crime. <laughs> Everything will be okay. Just fix it. Why does it have to be like this? It doesn't. It doesn't have to be like this. And that kind of went in that direction. And once that started to happen, I felt like that's where Flash started to falter. Like, Flash really did the Freak of the Week um, episode structure great in the first two seasons. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, every single bad guy was a speedster, which is just like (laughs) in the comics, but we needed some variety. Agreed. Um, um, And then, I don't know, like, uh, oh, shoot, um, uh, Iris West. Mm -hmm. Like, once she really gets thrown into the midst of the group, it's just like, you haven't really done anything to earn this leadership role. It's like... You're manning the computers, and I just want more from you. You're in because your husband is the Flash, I guess. I felt the same way. Uh, like, her as a journalist was great. She was qualified there. And, I, yeah, I, I agree. It's just, like, you kind of fell upwards into this position. <laughs> it's just, like, you don't have any strategy training. Uh, and Cisco, oh, my God, the best part of that show. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I would still come back to the Arrowverse for the Infinite Crisis crossovers. Mm-hmm. And the last ones were just... So bad. <laughs> oh, no. So bad. Like, it hurts my soul just remembering back on it where, you know, Kevin Conroy got to play Batman, the live-action Batman. And that scene, for those who didn't see it, uh, Ruby Rose, as Batwoman, pushes Kevin Conroy, who's broken and wearing some kind of exoskeleton type of suit, into a computer, and then he uh, gets electrocuted. <laughs> and that's how they kill Batman. <laughs> no. <laughs> Unacceptable. He got he's wearing a metal suit and got pushed into a computer and got electrocuted. That's not how electricity works. Completely unacceptable. There were writers who <laughs> thought that was a good idea. Ridiculous. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I definitely liked the other crossovers, though. The other crossovers were fantastic, and I yes, really enjoyed fun. them. Yeah, the ones in the past were, were good. But yeah, this most recent one, I uh, couldn't really get into, but I remember the previous ones. I'm like, this is when I watched these, and like, I just flat out didn't watch some of the shows and only watched the crossover for some years. And so much marketing was about, like, Brandon Routh finally coming back as Superman because he, he was playing the Atom, and now he was uh, uh, Superman. I'm like, great! And when there's a moment for Superman to kind of go with the group, don't get me wrong, I love John, John Cryer, but they kind of write Superman out of like going on like the last leg of this adventure. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay, cool. I, I came for Superman and uh, I'll take Cryer, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, yeah, I, I think I don't have much to add to this list. I would say like, yeah, uh, a lot of the Arabic stuff after season three. And then um, I couldn't get into Supergirl, unfortunately. How about you? Joven. Supergirl is, and I'm taking this opinion from a friend of mm-hmm. mine, uh, Supergirl, if you squint, is a fantastic uh, Superman the Animated Show live action. <laughs> a lot of the villains, a lot of the storylines they actually take from Superman stories, and they redo it in Supergirl. 
So I just never grew up a big Superman fan. Even watching the animated shows, I was kind of just Batman. Same. So I, I respected what they were doing there, and I knew Superman fans that liked Supergirl. Um, but it came at a time when I was already leaving the Arrowverse. Right. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that's what happened for me as well. Um, I just tried to get into it, and I just it never really grabbed me. But I respect it for what it is. I completely respect it for what it is. But I just, yeah, I never was much of a Superman fan myself. Unfortunately. All right. Uh, any other ones that we're forgetting or any honorable mentions? Just on- honorable mention. Uh, I thought Gotham was horrible at the beginning. I refused to watch it. I, in fact, skipped the first two seasons. I missed maybe that whole train. Seasons. Yeah, I missed that whole Gotham train. Man, if you watch recaps for seasons one through three, then start at four and make it to seven, that's a good-ass show. Oh, really? Mm. It gets, it's so like the opposite four of Four through seven? Skip the first three. <laughs> jump in. Uh, uh, the Joker that we get there, the Joker twists that we get there, so good. Yeah, I definitely missed that train, and I, I heard good things towards the end, but yeah, I, I think I tried watching a couple of episodes in season one and just could not get through it, but what you're saying yeah. makes sense now. Oh, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, and also shout out to Smallville, because I, I grew up during that time, and oh, yeah, yeah, that was a thing. Yeah, that was a thing. That was definitely a thing. Was a thing. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of it, but it was around for a while, and <laughs> It was there, and it was. I, I'm sure it has a lot of fans, so I'm sure it was good. It just wasn't for me as a more of a Batman fan than a Superman fan. But yeah, shout out to that. All right, that kind of wraps up our list. All right, so Jovenshire, where can people find your work, and is there anything recent you want people to check out? Yeah, you can find me uh, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, uh, just the Jovenshire. I, I have a lot of fun. I'm doing a lot of table reads there right now with like friends from the internet, which is which has been pretty dope for like quarantine life. Uh, and then on Arcade Cloud, I've got a show called uh, Worst Ways to Die. So it goes over the worst ways to die in specific video games, like the five worst ways to die in Final Fantasy VII and the worst ways to die in Minecraft are the two episodes that we have up. So check it out. Nice. All right. Thanks very much. Ryan, what are you working on in the future? This week, we're going back to some more American Horror Story. I'm going to start breaking that down. Uh, Actually, we're halfway through the season. For Um, Hotel. For Hotel. Lots of Lady Gaga all over the place and lots of murder. Lots of disgusting vampires everywhere. But it's a lot of fun. (laughs) And uh, besides that, I'm just taking care of my puppy. He's tearing up the place. Oh, what kind of dog? It's a German Shepherd and a Border Collie mix. He's six months old. So much energy. Super smart. So much he's energy. He's actually snoring right behind me, and I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm so glad that he's actually sleeping right now. But um, yeah, he, tons of energy. He was barking on the last podcast. <laughs> exactly. He's normally barking, so I'm just glad he's been quiet this whole time. And nobody minds puppy. Barking. Yeah, I I never mind. I never mind. <laughs> All right, and also to note that this is the season one finale of You Should Be Watching. So feel free to go back to any previous episodes that you may have missed. We have a lot of other stuff to check out. Um, There's something for everyone. We're on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. And to find more of our work from me and Ryan, we are at GameSpot Universe on YouTube. So that's youtube.com slash GameSpot Universe. We break down TV shows there. We talk about movies, anime, comics, all the stuff that you like. And then follow us on Twitter. I'm at Chastity underscore V. Ryan? I'm at Ryan Eric P. Cool. And Joven, what's your Twitter one more time? At the Jovenshire. There it is. Thank you so much for being on the show, and thank you guys for listening. Take care. Bye, guys. <laughs>